Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. Thank you so much for joining us whenever you're listening to the Get Home Safe podcast or however you are listening to our content. We always appreciate the listenership, whether it be today or months from now, whatever the case is. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm very happy that our episode today for the Get Home Safe podcast has been out on time. On Wednesday, we promised you Bill Barnes, our weekly Wednesday weigh-in guest that we have every week. And I'm very happy that we're able to get that episode out today on Wednesday. Uh, A lot of the content was recorded very late on Tuesday night. I hope you guys can appreciate how much uh, Bill and I really put out the effort to get episodes out. It's not always easy. You guys saw last week that you know, we wanted to have him out on a Wednesday and we just could not make it happen. So Bill and I both worked on Tuesday, very long hours, and we got together very late at night uh, on Tuesday night to have our recording. One thing that was nice was that we were able to talk about the baseball games, the uh, Major League Baseball, ALCS, NLCS, mostly focusing on the NLCS with the Dodgers and their collapse. Uh, you know, just just more October woes for the Los Angeles Dodgers. They just cannot quite uh, piece it together. I know the series isn't over yet, but but to go down 2-0 is pretty rough on a neutral field uh, after being in the mix in the NLCS multiple times over the past few years. Uh, didn't even get there last year, but the previous uh, two times advanced to the World Series. So uh, Los Angeles Dodger fans just have to be pulling their hair out right now. And I don't blame them. I mean, I was a diehard Dodger fan years ago. And I, I kind of gone into that about our, um, on this podcast before about how I took a step back because I became a minor league baseball umpire. And I, and I, I thought I'd never say never, right? I never would kind of back off the Dodgers. Uh, but uh, I did. I did because of umpiring and I just, it wasn't the same for me. So I kind of chuckle at all these postseason woes. I still tune in. I still see what's going on. Uh, there was a, a time in my life where I wanted nothing but the Dodgers to win and advance and to just, oh man, make it happen. Well, uh, I think a lot of Dodger fans are very frustrated and I don't know what the answer is really. What is it? Is it the upper management is it the the managing of Dave Roberts? Is it just the team not piecing together good at bats? Is it relief pitching? There's so many things out there that um, tie into the Dodgers' woes, and I, I think they're in real trouble here because the Braves are hot. They are playing very well on both sides uh, of the ball, if you will. Pitching, defense, the, their their lineup is doing uh, well. I, I applaud the Dodgers for rallying 
late on Tuesday night in the uh, in their in their ninth inning, but it was just too little, too late. I mean, you can't just live and die by the three run home run. Not in the postseason. Dodgers hit two home runs on third on uh, excuse me Tuesday night and two two uh, excuse me two three run home runs. That's cool and everything, but you lost the game. That's why this love affair with home runs and strikeouts, all or nothing approach in baseball these days. I, I don't think it works long term. It doesn't work in playoff baseball when you're playing good teams who have very good pitching generally. I mean, sometimes runs are few and far between in different games. And if you can't piece together some ABs and consistency, I'm not saying score in a crooked number every inning. That's not realistic. But anyone who's watched the Dodgers closely over the years can just see it's more of the same frustrations. It's bullpen not being able to have any holds, holding either the you know the lead or just keeping keeping the deficit to what it is. Other teams, every team the Dodgers play just seems a little bit more scrappy every year. And I think it's more of the same this year. The series isn't over by any means, but the Dodgers now have to win four out of five. And Bill's gonna have his uh his two cents regarding this here up uh up shortly. So I don't want to talk too much over him. Um as far as uh, him breaking down the Major League Baseball playoffs. Tampa Bay Rays won on Tuesday night to take a three games to lead. Uh, three games to none lead. Sorry, it's pretty late here on a Tuesday night. Uh, three games to none lead. And I think it's crazy that the city of Tampa Bay really is is in the mix for some real success here at the end, end of 2020 and going into 2021. Um the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup final. The Rays are one game from the World Series and look unbeatable right now. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's a lot of hype around them with uh, Tom Brady and company. So it's a good time of year to, or of life to really be down in uh, Tampa Bay. And that that area, it's kind of a retiree area. But man, if you're a sports fan down there in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, what a fun time. What a fun time indeed. So uh, I'm not saying any series is over by any means, but a 3-0 deficit for the Astros and a 2-0 deficit for the, uh, or I should say 0-2 and 0-3, however you say it. Uh, the Dodgers are in trouble, and I think they're going to turn to Clayton Kershaw here. I don't know if he's going to pitch Wednesday or not with the back spasms and everything, uh, but remember, all these games are one day after another. There's no breaks. There's no off days, and I kind of like that. I kind of like having to dive right in. So uh, crazy stuff on the uh, Major League Baseball diamond. There'll be more games on Wednesday. The Tampa Bay Rays can clinch, and the Dodgers really, 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 really need to get a game, or I think the series is over. So um, you can rally. You can you know make a bunch of noise and everything, but ultimately it's about winning games, and the Dodgers really need one tomorrow, and they play the 3 o'clock game. And, uh, on Fox Sports 1 and the Tampa Bay Rays and Astros will play their fourth game of their series at uh, 540 approximately. So uh, some more baseball tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to watch, but I'm going to try to tune in and see if the Dodgers can scratch across a victory or if they're just going to keep swinging from their heels and just hoping that their pitching uh, can can find some outs. So uh, wild times there on Tuesday night. Also the Tennessee Titans beat the Buffalo bills. 
the previously unbeaten Buffalo Bills. And, you know, I, I don't think, I think the right team won. I think the Buffalo Bills are a very good football team and they're going to do uh, great things this year. But I do think Tennessee is just a little more complete. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is by any means, uh, you know, an, an all-star a Pro Bowl quarterback. But he, he's been around the league a little bit. I think Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills is still a little immature. He's got some good talent. I like how he is a gamer, we'll say. But, you know, he's a little reckless at times, and I, I think his time is not quite there. So I think Tennessee is probably the better football team. I do think this as well. I think they're going to meet each other in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to that. The AFC is a little shaky right now. The Chiefs are obviously the best team in the AFC, but outside of that, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, they're kind of unproven at this point. It's going to be a fun time uh, heading into the uh, home stretch of the NFL season. And, and we're only in week five, going into week six now. But Tuesday night football, that was it's even hard to say, but that was pretty awesome. I didn't get a chance to watch much of it. But uh, I think it's cool that the NFL is on any day of the week, really. Uh, if I wasn't working, I would definitely be tuning in. I think that's uh, pretty cool stuff. There's uh, people who are critical of the NFL for playing on Thursdays and even Saturdays in December and this and that. I, I think most of the country likes the NFL. They like having games on, and they're going to watch primetime games whenever they're on. So we may see more of this with the COVID situation and moving forward uh, with rescheduling and everything, moving uh, Monday night football games, Tuesday night football games, whatever the case is. Uh, next week, it's going to be interesting that there is no Thursday night game. The Bills, because they play obviously Tuesday, they can't turn around and play a, two, a Thursday game. So their game with the Bills and the Chiefs has been moved to Monday night as part of a doubleheader. Um, one game being on Fox, I believe, and the other, you know, the regularly scheduled NFL uh, Monday Night Football game. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Two very good teams. And with Buffalo's very fast start, you could see them drop two in a row after playing two good teams. Uh, Kansas City, they lost last week also to the Raiders. So we are looking at someone who's going to be uh, dropping two games in a row, two of the best teams in the AFC, that is. So uh, be sure to tune in for that next week. A lot of great things ahead for the NFL. Uh, no Thursday game, unfortunately, but uh, most games will be played Sunday, and there'll be the two games on Monday night. Just adjusting to the schedule, adjusting to um, – adjusting to this whole COVID era we're in a great conversation with Bill Barnes awaits us. So I don't want to ramble too much longer. Uh, one thought I had though, guys was, you know, you ever watch a football game and it, maybe it's third and eight, third and eight out there. And you see a team throw a four yard pass and get tackled before the sticks. I, I, I just, I know there's certain plays. It could be a slant. It could be, a back out of the backfield that you're just hoping it breaks a tackle or something. But man, if I'm putting this into like an analogy, if I'm living my life, I don't ever want to be the guy that throws the ball short of the sticks. If it's fourth and seven, I don't want to throw a two yard pass. I saw the Los Angeles chargers lose on Monday night because in overtime they threw a slant on, I think it was fourth and seven actually. And 
they threw the ball about three or four yards and and yeah the receiver was kind of caught it on the run and everything but the defender made a great tackle and it was a yard short of the first down i I think (laughs) it baffles me really like you need a first down you need the line to gain why would you throw the ball behind the line behind the line to gain Give yourself a shot. And, and I know, you know, like I said, it's about you get the ball to guys on the run and see if they can make a play. I get it. All right, but if it's fourth and goal, okay, let's let's treat the line to gain like a goal, goal line. Do you really want to throw the ball short of the goal line? Do you really want to leave that to chance? I see it all the time on Sundays, Saturdays all levels of football. You know going up to the line of scrimmage what the line to gain is, and you throw the ball well short of it. Some people, oh, it's for field position. Just get a few yards, extra yards for your punter. Fine. If it's third and 20, I get it. Get eight, nine, 10 yards. Okay, field position. But third and six, I swear, if I see a team on third and six throw another two-yard pass, I'm going to lose my mind. That that logic, <laughs> I, I I wish I had a better way to tie this into an analogy somehow about, you know, <laughs> not getting the line again. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not the same as like baseball. Well, less is more, you know, bunt the ball so that you can get on base. Like, that's a strategy. That's a, that's because they're playing back or whatever. Logic would say, oh, you hit the ball 10 feet, 20 feet, you shouldn't get on base. Well, that's a different game and a different scenario. But I I just, in life, if you have a line to gain, third and eight, fourth and and, uh, six, whatever, don't you want to try to get over that line without there being any other scenarios or any other obstacles? You really want to put your hope in a broken tackle? Or do you want to throw the ball over the line again and just leave it not to any chance? That's just me. I, I'll come up with something. I, I just I, every every weekend I watch football and I'm like, why why do they do that? That makes no sense. Throw it over the line again. Anyway, I've rambled enough. It's late here on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm gonna jump right into our interview with Bill Barnes, which we did earlier. I, it's uh, it's pushing. It's well past my bedtime. I've worked a few hours uh, today and uh, we wanted to get an interview out with Bill Barnes tomorrow so that you guys can enjoy that. And just, I don't have to worry about anything else the rest of the week, really uh, until Friday, which uh, we have a fun guest on the program on Friday that I will tell you guys about right after the interview with Bill Barnes. So everyone sit back, take a breath, take a uh, moment to relax and enjoy the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Mr. Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. 
Okay, if you're listening to this, it is Wednesday morning, but Bill and I are recording late on Tuesday night. Well, you know what? It might be Wednesday morning here soon by the time we're done. It is late, 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 late. Bill and I both had some shifts to work today, and we're bringing Bill Barnes and the Weekly Wednesday weigh-in to the people. Very excited about getting this show in for you guys that we're doing it late at night. Bill Barnes, are you awake over there? Uh Huh? What? <laughs> Wake up, old man. I know it's late here. I'm, uh, we're back I'm, at your home. I'm usually into my third nightmare, my third wet dream by now. <laughs> this oh, better be good. Yeah, this better be good, guys. Uh, it's late late Tuesday night. He's here for you. Actually, I'm, I'm here at his home. I had to you know, politely knock and he let me in. But Bill, I got to say, nice pajamas you got going there. Some pajama pants. I mean... Uh, we'll we'll uh, photograph this for the... I mean, uh, for the uh, for the for the cover shot, I'm impressed. I'm very yeah. impressed, Bill. Uh, well, a few things to get to. Uh, first off, some more sad news. I mean, Bill, we've lost a lot of uh, Hall of Fame baseball players the past uh, few weeks. It seems Joe Morgan, 77 years young, mm-hmm. uh, passed away recently. I mean, what are your thoughts on well, Joe, Joe Morgan? Joe Morgan. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I was in high school. I was a kid in the 70s when the Big Red Machine was. Uh, you know, the, the, the rage in baseball and, you know, Joe, Joe Morgan, Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Dave Concepcion, Johnny Bench, uh, George Foster, Cesar Geronimo, Ken Griffey. Okay. Just to name a few pitching staff. I mean, you didn't really need a pitching staff if you had those kind of swatters (laughs) in the lineup, but, but they were the real deal, man. They, they came to play, you know, Sparky Anderson was their, their manager. I mean, they, they won, they were Dodger killers. Joe Morgan was always clutch, always clutch against the Dodgers. In fact, even when he was a, a giant, he got traded 1982, last game of the season, the Dodgers, all they have to do is win that game and Atlanta lose. And the Dodgers win the uh, nationally West at that time. Well, lo and behold, the big fat tub of goo, Terry Forster, came in for the Dodgers. Forster threw a little uh, hanging slider to Joe Morgan. He hit, he hits one over the right field fence. The Dodgers lose the game on Joe Morgan's. You know, Joe Morgan at that time was like sixty five years old. You know, he was well probably in his he was about forty then or something. But uh, he comes up and just no matter what team he was on, he was a Dodger killer and. Uh, just a great ball player, uh, highly deserved Hall of Famer. Wow, and a great and a great color guy, color announcer. When he went, not colored announcer. Okay, don't <laughs> easy, get me wrong. Easy, I know easy. he was a good what they call color man on a broadcast yeah, yeah. with with um, John Miller. John Miller. Well, so uh, something quick from that story you just told that uh, that he played for the Giants. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware, wasn't aware of that, and then I, I am shocked that the Dodger bullpen just couldn't deliver. Like that, that seems so foreign. Great segue. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's, you know, fast forward 38 years now. We're still talking about it. And they still can't figure it the fuck out. Oh man, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, John Miller and Joe Morgan, as a kid, that was Sunday night baseball. That was what I, I love. As a kid? I was in my 30s. I I know, I'm younger than you, Bill. Okay. In my uh, junior high days and stuff, doing homework on Sunday Listening to Joe Morgan and John Miller. I'd John just, Miller, who could do a a great, great 
impression of Vin Scully, um, (laughs) Harry Carey. He did all of them. He was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. Uh, But just Joe Morgan, great analysis. I mean, just two good voices, two great guys. I wish they were still doing Sunday Night Baseball. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah. A lot of people think probably I think Joe Morgan wishes he was do, still doing yeah. Sunday night, any type of baseball for that matter. Amen. You know, well. God bless his soul. Rest in peace. And we also lost the, the chairman of the board, Whitey Ford. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Whitey you know, Ford. Whitey Ford. Man, it, it's crazy. Just yeah. It seems like it's sitting in these bunches right now with these right. uh, baseball players. So, oh, wow, wow. And it wasn't so long ago. It was Gip, Bob Gibson and, mm-hmm. and, uh, P- and Tom Seaver and Lou Brock. Mm-hmm. These are the players, then, you know, you've... back in, I think June or May, it was Al Kaline. Mm-hmm. These were guys that were studs, man. Mm-hmm. They were in great when I was, when I was a kid, those are the guys I watched. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Outstanding. Well, yes. Rest in peace, uh, Joe Morgan, but man, uh, yeah. Segwaying, uh, with Dodger bullpens when Joe Morgan was playing till to currently in the national league championship series, the Los Angeles Dodgers are down two games to none. They got beat four to one on game one, I think it four was. Or five to one. Four or five to one. Scored one run. And one it was run. a solo mm-hmm. home run. Mm-hmm. And then um didn't look like much going on Tuesday night until they rallied kind of late. They waited to the ninth enough. inning with two yeah. outs to mount a comeback. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It came up just a little bit short. Um let let's just lay it all on the line here about the Dodgers. Okay. <clears throat> it's it's common knowledge that the Dodger front office likes to use computers. In situations, they like to 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 go what the computer tells them to do with batting orders, which they pretty much abandoned this year. They've gone with a pretty steady lineup this year. They didn't platoon in and out this year like they did in the past because it just didn't work for them. So this year, in their in their divine wisdom, they've <laughs> decided to do that with pitching. I haven't seen a starting pitcher for the Dodgers go more than five innings this year. Okay, um, you know. Well, pitch counts, Bill. Come on. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. You think Bob Gibson had pitch counts? You think what would what would what would Bob Gibson had done had a pitching coach or a manager came to him and said, "Hey, Bob, you're at 98 pitches. We got to pull you." He would tell him to get the fuck off his mound, <laughs> take his pitching count, and shove it up his ass. Exactly. That's what he would say. Now, you know, how am I as a pitcher? How am I supposed to get geared up to go out when I when in my mind I know that that I'm only going to go throw a four or five innings. You know, um, that's tough if you're a starting pitcher, because as a starting pitcher, you are always probably, you know, taught you're going to go out there and you're going to go until you can't. Not until we and not until, you know, not just because you've thrown 52 pitches. So, again, not only that is you've got a struggling Kenley Jansen. okay? he has been struggling for the last two years. And they just keep going to the well with him. And you know what? You're in the you're in the uh, playoffs now. You're not in this regular season joke of a tournament where you're playing the Oakland A's, the Seattle Mariners, the Padres, the Rangers, the the Astros. I almost said the Oilers, the Astros. <laughs> it's late. The Astros and and uh, the G- San Francisco Giants in a round robin three month joke of a season. Yeah, pool plays over. Pool plays over, guys. <laughs> you know, you know what? Uh, Mexico's not not playing Uruguay anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're being tested out in the rough seas. Yeah, they got away with it. With the uh, they swept the uh, two out of three. Who was it? The the um, the Padres, the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, 
the Brewers first in that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thing. in the wild card. Yeah. yeah, and then they they got they beat the Padres with some because they hit because they hit. Mm-hmm. Now, J- Jansen is no longer, in my opinion, a valuable uh, reliever at all. Yeah, he shouldn't even be on the fucking roster. All right, unless they need somebody to throw batting practice, I'll, I'll take it down that bad. <laughs> Your starter, your your closer should be that kid Gatterall that I talked about last week. Yes, you were right. He's a he, and and they what did they do? They brought him in the sixth inning last, not last night, but the night uh, game one. And then they brought in the 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 professional uh, window breaker Joe Kelly tonight in the eighth inning and did wonderful. And then they pull him, and then the lefty comes in and gives up what was the game winning home run. Kelly only faced the one batter, I believe. What, was it one batter? One yeah. Well, okay. He got the last out of the. In of the, the eighth, eighth inning, and okay, they, and they pull him. Well, here's the again, thing. again, you're looking at at computers. Now, I will, <sighs> I will give this to to Dave Roberts, the manager. Dave Roberts is a smart guy. He's looking out for number one. He he is probably told by the computer people who to match up, who to go get, who to pull, who to put in. Now, he can override him as manager. He has that right. But if he's wrong, it's his ass. Oh yeah. Even if the computer blows up on him, the, it, you can't go up. I mean, yeah, you can go up there and take a, a sledgehammer to the computer, but he's still got his job. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the safe bet? If you want to take care of your family, your wife, your girlfriends. Most of us do what our we, boss tells We're going to do what our boss tells us to yes. do. We're not going to override him. Mm-hmm. So in that particular instance, I can't blame Dame Roberts. The only people that get pissed off at him are the fans. Yeah. They think he's an idiot when they really don't know what the deal is, he's taking orders from headquarters and sometimes it works. And last night and tonight it didn't. I made a comment a few days ago about kind of late in game strategies and things that happen. It was football related, but baseball too. I think people always question things or criticize them when they don't work out, whether they're the right decision or not. Sometimes you make the right decision and it's professional sports. Things don't work out. There's good players on the other side of the line as well. So I try to be very fair as far as what is a decent decision or a hard decision and when it doesn't work out because that's just sports. That's life. But when you see consistently dumb decisions, you're well, just like, yeah, what? that's the definition what? of insanity. Yeah. When you're doing things over and over and over again with the same result. And in this case, the insanity is having Kenley Jansen as your as your closer. And we applauded Dave last week when Jansen was struggling and he went and got him before he gave up the lead, before right. the house right. burned down. Right. You know? Well, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you've got the house is burned down because Jansen's no longer your viable guy. Now you've just got to, you know, bite the bullet and get an established closer in there. I don't think Joe Kelly's the answer because when he came in, I think he closed out the Padres, didn't he? Yeah. He came in and damn near shit the bed. Yeah. He loaded the bases. He, he was throwing the ball everywhere, but down the middle. He, he got a ground ball. He got a ground ball <laughs> to save him. Yeah. And again, he came in and cleaned up. Uh, I'm going to call him Kelsey grammar. Uh <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kenley Jansen's mess. <laughs> well, I mean, look at people fall in love with the 
three-run home run. They love home run, the long ball. All season, what you've seen in Major League Baseball now is this home runs or strikeouts. I don't think guys know how to bunt. Do they even teach bunting anymore? Come on now. Not at all. They don't teach bunting. No. But the Dodgers tonight, they hit two three-run home runs, Mm -hmm. and they lost. Yeah. You can't depend on that. All the time, it's live by the sword, die by the sword. But well, the sword isn't always sharpened. I mean, you got to use what you got to use. You know, you got to scratch across runs any way you can in the playoffs. When you're throwing the ball 95 to 100 miles, every reliever now throws 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like the 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 hundred yard dash now is run eight 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 nine. Okay, when that happens, it's like everybody, every reliever throws the ball 100 miles an hour. And when you throw a hundred miles, a hundred mile an hour fastball down the dick, a forty a forty pound kid can hit a home run if he hits it right, because <laughs> you've got speed, you've got speed on speed, the speed of the bat and the speed of the ball. Well, major league baseball hitters, if they know a hundred's coming, they're gonna they can eventually time it out and, and get a sure. piece. Sure, especially when up. they're banging a trash can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well. Uh, there must not be trash cans down in San Diego because the Tampa Bay Rays have a three games to none lead on the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are happy about that. I'll tell you what, I never saw this coming from Tampa Bay. Maybe I just was, was now, blind to it. Or- I didn't either. I'm a little surprised. My team in the American League was Minnesota mm-hmm. and they faltered. But I, I do recall on this show, in uh, sitting exactly where I am, when this whole thing started back at the end of the July, I did. I did, and we can run the tapes back and find it. I did say I like the Atlanta Braves this year. Mm-hmm. I think they'll make a run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to say I told you so. No, they've, they're two wins away. They've mm-hmm. won, uh, what is that, like six games in a row now uh-huh. or something yeah. like and that. And their pitching has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Their hitting is clutch. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some, they got some, some they got some, some talent down there. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I want to make a big shout out to a buddy of mine. He's not a buddy, friend. I've known him. If he walked in my house right now, he would know me. I would know him. I would not at late at night here shoot him because I do know him. Uh, Marty Reed, their bullpen coach, was a uh, uh, old pal of mine from a couple of uh, uh, fantasy camps that I went and umpired. Oh, oh. And Marty came, came out a couple times. Just a heck of a nice guy. At the time, he was the Richmond Braves pitching coach, Triple A pitching coach, when – uh, Snicker, Snecker, whatever his name is, the manager of the Braves, Brian Snicker, oh, yeah, Snicker. got mm-hmm. promoted to be the Braves manager. He brought his oh. pitching coach with him and made him his bullpen coach. That's pretty and cool. that's, that was Marty's way of getting to the big leagues. And when I knew it, last time I talked to him, well, in fact, when we went to the Padre, the, you know, the two most worst teams, oh. okay, yep, yep. My, the Mike Leach game we went to, the Braves were playing the Padres. And they were the two worst teams in, the, in baseball at the time. And this was 2016. Mm-hmm. And that's Mar- when, remember, I, we saw my buddy Ron Smith there. Yeah. Went down, yeah. talked to him. Well, Ronnie and Marty are great friends. And he mentioned, hey, yeah, say, say, come say hi to Marty when he comes. We left. We wanted to go drink. We wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Otherwise, right. I would have talked to Marty that, that day. Yeah. That and so, um, you know, Marty, uh, he's been around the game. He's one of these journeymen, just a journeyman. He was a pitcher in the Dodger organization, got bounced around, but he's his whole life has been baseball, and he's going to be blessed here because I think they're going to get a World Series bid, even though it's been a tournament season, and there'll be a giant asterisk next to the champion. I mean, to me, these are two teams that are hot in the middle of the year because we played a three-month. Yeah. Not even that, a two-month. 
regular season, 60 games. We played a two-month season. So we played April and May, and now we're playing the World Series. <laughs> the two teams were hot in the beginning of June. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Strap it up. <laughs> hey, someone's got to win it. Somebody's got to win it. Uh, maybe their championship rings will have an asterisk in it. I, I wouldn't mind a World Series I ring think with an asterisk. The rings that are you know usually gaudy and big and you yeah. can't wear them, this year, because of the length of the season, they'll be nice and small, and they'll be fashionable to wear. What a thought. <laughs> well, if you were a betting man at the beginning of the year and you had Tampa Bay and Atlanta, it's not over yet. Let's let's slow it's down a bit. Pretty, I mean, yeah. It's Unless there's a, a real Coming debacle. back from a 2-0 deficit is hard. Coming back from a 3-0 deficit is pretty much impossible. Unless you're the, the 0-4 Red Sox. 4 Red Sox, that's right. And you got Dave Roberts sealing a base to keep you in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a guy. Uh, and, and Joe West making a pretty emphatic safe call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very emphatic indeed. <laughs> you know, Bill, Bill's funny, man. Like, think about this. Um, I know you know fall hockey, but the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. You got the Tampa Bay Rays, one game from the World mm-hmm. Series. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have this Tom Brady guy. Now, Tampa Bay is not really a uh, a party community. It's a lot of people who retire and go down there, but it's where the it's where the Seinfelds and <laughs> yeah. and the uh Costanzas, uh, Costanzas went yeah, to find uh, Boca de Billa or wherever yeah. they went to. <laughs> a lot of people getting out of the sun <laughs> or out of the snow and going down there. So this Tampa Bay uh area is is a sports hotbed right now. I can't believe it. It's uh, it's definitely pretty surprising. Yeah and um I, I guarantee you that Perhaps the the Rays will win, and the, like you say, the Lightning won. I can guarantee you this: the Buc- Buccaneers will not win the Super Bowl. That's a guarantee. Guarantee. Okay. Guarantee. Why they do you say win. that? They, I, I think they they have Brady. They've got some, you know, they got some pretty good receivers. Um, I don't think they're. They got they, some work to do. They got, yeah, yeah. NFC's but, tough. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not gonna. No, they may get, they make make the playoffs. They're not going to win at all. Well, who knows? Maybe who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's see. If we've if we've learned anything, if you'd asked me two years ago that we'd we'd had a worldwide pandemic and I would have been a shut in <laughs> for nine months, I'd have told you you were out of your fucking mind. Okay, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I'm, I'm I'm talking into a microphone <laughs> at at eleven thirty at night on a weeknight, and for all twelve of our listeners, so you know. Show, show, show me a little goddamn respect here, will you? <laughs> Bill, we've always joked about it. Bill Barnes after dark. I mean, well, here we are. Here you are. And it's just as exciting as it is at 1130 in the morning. It's a lot, a lot more fun, I think, in the morning. because Yeah, I mean, we got, we got Playboy uh, bunnies <laughs> swinging off chandeliers in here. It's Playboy after dark, you know? Oh, I'm man. carrying on the Hugh Hefner tradition, yeah. tradition in the pajamas. We got to get you a robe, one yeah, of those bright right. red robes. Sure. Oh, man. Uncle Hugh. Uh, <laughs> Bill, you know what's the, probably the most surprising thing in the baseball playoffs so far? Uh, you mentioned it, actually, was uh, there were not digital people in the state of Texas at no, the game. There no. was at real life, breathing, human being, fans right. at and the, here's the thing. game here's in Texas. The thing. I honestly, I put a post on Facebook last night. Some, some of my fans here that listen might have read it. <laughs> honestly, you know, I tweaked my back somehow Friday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were absolutely debaucherous days for me. Back pain. It took me 30 seconds to stand up straight when I could stand. <laughs> um, I, I came home Friday night from working, and I needed assistance to get out of my car. Okay? It oh, was that no. bad. So I had to gut through it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I went to um, 
the doctor yesterday, Monday, and I'm going to do a shout out to the central, it's called the central, uh, it's Etiwanda, not Etiwanda, I'm sorry, Archibald and Baseline. It's called the central um, uh, medical, medical uh, uh, urgent care. Went in there, a great, great doctor named Rose Nguyen or something like that. She took good care of me. She prescribed me some really good painkillers. <laughs> she prescribed me some really good muscle relaxers. She put a shot of steroids in one cheek of my ass and about a 2,000 <laughs> milligram shot of some painkiller in the other cheek. And I w- walked out of there a very, very happy man. Happy to the point when, when I was watching the game, game one of this series last night, I didn't know that there was live people oh. going to be in the stands. I didn't know that. Right. So I thought I was hallucinating that these fucking cardboard cutouts were actually moving. Oh, that's some good stuff. And I'm looking, I'm going, what the, and I'm thinking, so I called my, my girlfriend down. I said, Hey, are these people moving? (laughs) She goes, well, yeah, they're fans. They're at the game. They're having a good, I said, they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be cardboard dummies. And she doesn't follow baseball. She doesn't know, you know, what the hell's going on. And she looked at me and she, you know, I had that, she had that look of concern, like I was losing my mind. And then my next thought was, well, so no more, uh, the teams are now having to part with their baseballs and foul balls that go in the stands. Oh yeah. I can't retrieve them. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, maybe they have a rule where the fans like in little league, they have to take the baseball to the snack bar and they get a, a they get a free uh, bubble gum for them. That was your, that, that's thought. where my mindset was. Wow in la la land there mm. and it was a really good good feeling to be honest with you so now i can stand up my my problems are are getting better i need to stretch she told me i need to stretch more gotta stretch very important uh she said a man of my age it's more important to stretch than it is to do anything else <laughs> <laughs> i might leave that one alone and, yes, uh, you gotta stretch my friend so anyway that was i'm thinking what the fuck is going on <laughs> I thought it was, it was, am I watching the Twilight Zone? Yeah. Where cardboard figures come to life? Yeah. It sounds like these were better drugs to treatment than it you received was, at BYU. I might have, I, you know, I might have taken, instead, they said take one, or I might have taken two. Oh, oops. <laughs> Double the pleasure, you know? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, I slept good last night. I woke up this morning and I, I was able to get up and function about 75, 80%. And it's a major, major, uh, uh, improvement of my my physical uh uh situation from over the weekend it was bad bad we to get you over to fedex slinging box uh no get your, just the thought of that get your no. back right i couldn't even i couldn't wear okay when i go to work okay people that know me know i don't like to wear socks when i go to work i have to wear socks i couldn't put socks on saturday or sunday and i had jobs to do that day how i did them how i got through those days i don't know but I could not even, I didn't wear socks. I put on slip on shoes because I didn't have to bend over. I ignore, I did not wear socks. And I swear to God, my back, I, I w- was in so much pain. It was just incredible. Spasms the whole nine years. If you ever had spasms in your rib cage, oh, brutal. What'd you do? How'd you tweak it? What happened? I don't know. You just woke up one day. I woke up, I just woke up one day and it got progressively worse. Oh, Bill. Got some, okay, stretch, well, man, stretch. Got a stretch. Doesn't take very long. Just make Anyway, so that's my that's my hallucination story of, I, I hallucinate twice a year. That was one of them. 
but there were fans in the stands. Well, there I mean, were truly fans. How I, cool I, is that? Well, getting, you know, after boring you with my stupid ass, you know, no, hallucination story. Yeah, that's cool. They can, they're allowed like 11,000 stand, yeah. 11,000 in the stands. Whatever, and they are going to be there for the World, World Series, Series also. Yeah, I mean, a big reason. Well, and you know what? I, I give, and I will give Tampa the the uh, advantage on that because they get about 11,000 tops. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Friday when, night in that's Tampa. That's a Friday yeah. night in Tampa when you're when people are allowed in. So they're going to be playing right to their home. That's going to be home field advantage oh, for them. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think it was great to see fans, especially in that new ballpark. Um, I, I step in a step in the right direction, Bill. I mean, we're seeing more. It's funny the cities and states that are are allowing fans more. It has a lot to do with who's running the show in the local government and everything. Well, but as other states get more people friendly and get more American friendly, our rat bastard governor of this state becomes a lot more restrictive. Okay, did you see his new guidelines about holidays and how pe- how you can have people into your home? Wait a minute. He he's telling people who they can have in their own home. He's telling what? he's te- okay, here's the rule. Here's the mandate. In fact, say so, I'm going to look it up right now and read it for Bay. Well, you know, it, it was I would similar. like for you to please look it up because when when he when the whole Halloween stuff came out and they're like no trick or treating in LA County. I'm like, "Who are you? What is wrong with people? No trick or treating?" stop it it's just it's just one more restrictive policy of bs that that this guy newsome he wants to control people i've never seen anyone in my entire life who is so desperate to control people let the kids trick or treat stop with this health reason stuff enough is enough okay everyone the kids are going to be wearing masks anyway it's going to be fine all right it's trick or treating. It's not. It's it, 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 just like going to school. All these kids should be back in school. Too, okay, right? are you ready for this? What do you got? Give me the other okay. holiday talk. Here. All right, gatherings for the holidays. Gatherings that include more than three households are prohibited. Prohibited, really? Prohibited. This includes everyone present, including hotel, including hosts and guests. Remember, the small smaller the number of people, the safer. Okay, number two. Another bullet point two. Keep the households that you interact with stable over time. By spending time with the same people, risk of transmission is reduced, yada, yada, yada. The host should collect names of all attendees and contact information in case tracing is needed later. Gathering outdoors. Gatherings that outdoors are significantly safer than indoor gatherings. All gatherings must be held outside. Attendees. Now, this is very nice of them. You don't need to go and, and, and order any honey buckets because attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. You do have to hire a janitor to sanitize your bathrooms. <laughs> Gatherings may occur in outdoor spaces that are covered by umbrellas, canopies, awnings, roofs, and other shade structures, provided that at least three sides of the spaces or 75% are open to the outdoors. Okay, it goes on and on. It goes on and on. Uh, don't attend gatherings if you feel sick. Well, that's shock. That's my God. That's 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 revel. That's, that's, that's only common. That's, that's, that's a the revelation only one on there that makes semi sense. Any uh, anyone with COVID nineteen like symptoms should not attend. Muscle or body aches. That means I can't go. Oh, okay. Muscle or body. You've had those for forty years. Yes, yes. and I'm right behind you. So 
Basically, they're saying that you can only have three households to your house for a party and everything's got to be outside. They can come inside to use the shitter and the, and the pisser and that's it and get, ba- get back outside. It is going to be my goal, my absolute goal to break every single one of those if, okay. if possible. I don't okay. know who, who will want to hang out, but, All right. but enough is enough. Let's just go crowd. get a bunch of transients and, and throw them a block party <laughs> and have it indoors and they can shit and piss, every, shit and piss outside. <laughs> Uh, it, uh, first of all, who the who the heck is gonna police this? Is 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 Newsom gonna send out squad no. cars? They go house to house. Will no, you? no, that's nobody, unbelievable. Nobody in their right mind will do that. All that. Okay, so you mean to tell me? All right, what the you f- expect me to govern to do this when you're allowing protesters to go out on the freeways and block traffic? You're allowing thousands and thousands of Armenians to go into the middle of the street and, 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 and piss people off. They're not socially distant, but nobody says jack shit about them. That gutless woman trapped inside a man's body, Gil Garcetti. He told the Los Angeles police department the other night when the Lakers won, just monitor and watch monitor, monitor and watch the, the, uh, the, the, the protests. Not when well, it turned out to be turned out to be, Property damage. Those were violent thugs. Those were not protesters. Yeah, I know. Every single well, one what I mean, I don't. Mean, I, but go ahead. No, no, no. The the celebration of the Lakers. Yeah, the celebration of of. Uh, and and what I found so celebration so, by destruction. So what I found so 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 uh, ironic was the 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 pro the uh, demonstrators, the assholes, the uh, partiers destroyed a Starbucks. And guess who went over there to save the day and keep them out of the Starbucks? The same Starbucks who hate cops, who hate authority, who hate the laws that the police uh, uh, enforce, the cops. The cops went over there and saved the place for them. I find that quite ironic. Yeah, maybe they'll get a free latte or something. Well, maybe they'll just be served next time. (laughs) Or served, yeah, instead of being uh, hated and spit on and all this and that. Uh, it's unbelievable. Gil Garcetti, Gavin Newsom, uh, just absolute jokes. Uh, dictators. Uh, I, I, I think Newsom seems a lot more active than Garcetti. They does. are absolute power hungry little men that were probably pushed and thrown sand on in the sandbox when they were kids. Bill Newsom and Garcetti have no right, no right to tell people how uh, how to do things in their own home. Not when they're not when they're letting um, thugs and 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 complete anarchy reign in their cities and in their state. On one hand, they're saying let the let the the assholes go run run completely unfiltered and untethered and destroy property. But you good, honest working people that work every day and have a family, shame on you for having having people over. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to the people in Los Angeles who are rioting and looting and burning because the Lakers won a championship, I mean, get a life. You people uh, are, are criminals. You make me sick. And this is how you want your city to be remembered. I mean, Los Angeles is, is a tragedy. It, it's absolutely an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to be. Uh, from LA County and to live here in Southern California. When I see crap like that, that's how you celebrate is to destroy police cars, destroy property. I mean, wh- what are we doing? It's because Bill? the, the city fathers, Garcetti, et cetera, allow it. He has a thumb on the police department telling them monitor. What was it? Monitor and, and observe. 
you know, basically, you know, just be there and watch. I guarantee if, if it was going down in front of their homes, they wouldn't tell the cops, hey, just monitor the situation. Of course not. Of course not. They live in a big glass house. And, and how dare if anyone throws a rock at them. Okay, but they can do it any other in other any other area of the city. I will tell you this, Bill. I was appalled. I was I was absolutely uh, shaken, shook, whatever the term is. I was overwhelmed with anger at the all over the country at, at these protests, these pro-Trump rallies uh, all over the country where there was uh, burning and rioting and all kinds of just absolute violent protests from all of these Trump rallies all exactly. over the country. I, I, mean, was, I was appalled. Was, you know, death and debauchery everywhere. I understand. But then again, the press ignored all that and all they would, all they could, all they could uh, criticize the Trump rallies for, well, they don't look socially distanced. Oh, not everybody's wearing a mask. Well, how come they don't say that about the other rallies? How come they never say that about the protesters out there throwing rocks, bottles, <laughs> and, tor- and torch and shit? Okay? There was a huge, uh, and I, as soon as I saw it, it was a pro-Trump rally in Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. people, you know, walking, waving yeah, flags. Yeah. And, um, there was actually police behind them walking, mm-hmm. like making sure they stayed in order and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I chuckled because I go, oh, tomorrow the media is going to say this was a violent, yeah. uh, violent assembly or right. something. Well, uh, here's some here's something to ponder, and we, we may know this in about uh, I don't know less than what three weeks. That's good. November third. Okay, if Trump wins, get ready. Oh, it's get ready. Bad shit's going to happen, and it's Trump not going to be the Trump supporters, the Trump voters. You no, need to worry about. It's well. not going to be a Trump victory rally like in LA. It's going to be angry mobs of assholes. Uh whiners protesting that it's four more years of Trump. Go protest. Okay. Protest democracy. Okay. Now, I I I think that it's going to be a close 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 vote. I've said before, I think I feel like Trump, you said Trump, 2 weeks ago a landslide. Come well, on, man. What what do you got? Okay. <laughs> My gut feeling says landslide my my the other part of me about 35 percent of me says this could be a close one and it's going to be it's going to be decided in the uh supreme court yes and guess what it's six to three trump in the supreme court yet well it will be will be it will be that's just a (laughs) foregone i mean this gal this 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 uh whatever her name is jennifer jason lee or whoever's (laughs) running for (laughs) <laughs> Amy Comey Barrett. Okay, uh, something like ACB. that. ACB. Yeah, ACB. <laughs> she will be confirmed. Okay, she will be confirmed. I mean, look at her. She's the perfect. Uh, she's got the family behind her. She looks like she's you know got the United Nations family. Okay, she's got everybody represented. Um, she's she's a she's a devout Catholic. How dare she? God help her. I bet all these other nitwits that are in this in the in the Senate can you know, pray to Allah and all that other bullshit. But this woman is a, is a Catholic. And I mean, she's, she looks great on paper and she will be confirmed because you know what? Because the Senate has the votes to do it. You mean the, the process that has been set in place for all these years in America since we invented this, you know, oh. place. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, well, it needs, it, I think the court should be packed. Yeah. No, that's, well, I do, I do okay. not, but Biden, if Biden wins, he will not pack the courts. If Biden wins and within six months 
he resigns or the 25th amendment is placed over his head and Nancy Pelosi puts her, her, her uh, love child Kamala Harrison there to run the country. We are fucked. We are absolutely fucked because this, these people are evil. We will, we will be like the 1960 Soviet union under lock and key. <laughs> okay. We'll get our food delivered on our front porch. Uh, you think we're in lockdown now? You just wait. Mm-hmm. They will take, it will be, uh, they will make this an extremely government, uh, depend on the government, uh, country like you've never seen before. Right. And all the lazy white people will just take it. They won't stand up. They won't, they'll take it, which, which really shocks and amazes me. There's not enough, there will be some, 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 uh, pockets of rebellious types, that'll get up and, and, and raise hell with it. And I'll join them because I'm not going to live that way. Uh, no, I mean, I'm not living where people tell me how to spend my holidays or people. tell me I can't work or tell like, well, this is where we're at in 2020 and Trump. It's, it's hilarious what the Democrats do. The Democrats, they push out these policies that are completely not what Trump wants. Uh, the policies fail, you know, people are unemployed and people can't work and, and, and all these restrictions and everything. And then they turn around and point the finger at Donald Trump. Well, this is all because of him. And it's like, wait a minute. These are your policies. Okay. okay. Did Donald Trump shut down Disneyland? Uh, not to my knowledge. Did no. Donald Trump <laughs> shut down the state of California to the point where, um, you know, you can, you can go to Walmart and walk around all day long, but you can't go to church? No. Uh not that I'm a church going guy, but you know, but you respect people who do absolutely. it. And people have a, people have a freedom to absolutely. practice religion or mm-hmm. not practice religion you know, in this country. You know, and here, here's another thing they're, they're saying, well, you can watch it online, watch it on TV to the point where these dumb, I mean, the stupidest fucking idea I think I've heard of in a long time is the Dodgers opening their parking lot for people to drive in 75 bucks a carload to drive into their parking lot and do watch parties of the Dodger playoff games on big screen TVs. How asinine is that? The rules are you can, you have to bring your own food and absolutely no alcohol, which how are you going to govern that? How, what are you going to check, check people's cars? Dodger okay. stadium before all this, uh, they were pretty, I'll say this. They were pretty active in checking vehicles for, they, they wanted after that, that Brian Stowe death, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or almost death. Uh, the, they checked cars and people with cups. They were absolutely all over. But the see, place. the thing is, though, you can't get out of your car, so uh, they're not going to check whatever you do inside your car. They're not going to come and be car police. I guarantee you. Oh, that. you mean like in your house during the holiday? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But my really point weird. is, my point is, seventy-five dollars a carload to drive into Dodger <laughs> Stadium, sit in your car with a bunch of sweaty fucking family members on a warm evening, watch a game and you lose when you could spend it. Hey, go home, people turn it on to your, turn on your stolen TV and your <laughs> stolen cable and watch it on that. Okay. Full circle. It's all connected. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I mean, we have become a drive through microwave society. We are, we're, we're the fucking Jetsons. <laughs> okay. But our cars don't fly. Would you drive through a place you can get a Jack Daniel, Jack and Coke bill? Or, or is that a little too, too much? No, that's too much. <laughs> I, I, no, that's ridiculous. 
It, it's unbelievable. But and they have made it now. So you can go to a you can go to a Mexican restaurant, order a margarita with your meal to go, get in your car and drive off and drink your margarita. <laughs> That's crazy. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh my goodness. Stop it. I, I looked into Iceland. I looked into moving to Iceland. I look, I've looked into moving to, um, you know, places like there. I've, I've looked into the, uh, the uh, Tahiti. I've looked, I've looked into these places. <laughs> what, what, what the price, how, how I could live there and I could live there pretty comfortably. Yeah. I really could. Why not? One of these days I'm going to say, kiss my ass, America. <laughs> Fuck you. You people have <laughs> fucked up a wet dream. I never thought I'd leave California. I never thought I'd leave America, Bill. But those two, you know, who knows? If, if you know, if, who knows? I mean, how but but a lot of but a lot of countries don't want Americans because we they think we're all a bunch of you know fucking slobs. They're not wrong. No, not not necessarily <laughs> at all. They're not wrong. I mean, we we are a, we are a self. We used to be this hardworking. Uh, you know, we can do anything country. I and, remember and driving when I was a little kid. I remember driving on like the 10 freeway and you hit LA and the freeways were actually had, had landscaping and they looked really nice. They were green, they had trees. Caltrans went out and, and actually kept up those things. Now it's nothing but home, but, but, but cardboard shacks, shacks of homeless people living off the freeways under the over the on the overpass underpass and i'll thank you i'll thanks to the democrats who since reagan probably since duke magian have taken over this place and they've let it go to shit you know the democrats once they got rocking and rolling you know this this state not they they back in the 70s they took not four years of jerry brown eight years of jerry brown and in their infinite fucking wisdom <laughs> In the, I believe the uh, 2000s, 2004 to six, six, somewhere in the mid 2000s, they brought the son of a bitch back for another eight years. <laughs> now, you, you tell me that there's that many stupid motherfuckers in California that would hire that son of a bitch? There's got to be ballot harvesting, there's got to be uh, voter fraud. It's the only way that goofy sucker can get in there. And now they got his illegitimate son, Gavin Newsom at the helm. And he's more fucked up than Jerry Brown ever was. I would take Jerry Brown looks like Ronald Reagan now compared to, <laughs> I know I never would have said to that. Newsom. Never, oh, I never would have said that. I it's mean, crazy. It was anybody but Brown. Now it's like, Hey, uh, you know what? That was, you could at least go to a restaurant and eat something. You know, his, you know, him and his crazy train ideas. Yeah. You know, with the money that they spent on that useless pile of shit, they could have bought, a whole fleet of water dropping airplanes to have on hand immediately to quell these fires. Yep. Oh man. It's well, well, Bill, you mentioned it not too long ago about the, you know, Disneyland and how it's been closed a long time. And you know what? Uh, there's another similar theme park in Florida, Disney world that has been open. And uh, there's a great story on Outkick the Coverage, talking about kind of the head bashing that's going on between the state of California and Disneyland uh, when the state of Florida has opened up Disney World and hasn't really had any issues. But Disneyland and Gavin Newsom, that appears to just be uh, not get, not gaining any well, success. And I, I think Bob Iger yes. was the, is the chairman of uh, CEO of Disneyland. Correct. He was on the board about reopening for the Reco economic recovery okay, yes, task force. Yes. And he said, fuck you, Gavin. Yeah. 
<laughs> he take your go take a flying fuck and he left the task force well you know gavin is one of these little bitches that will remember him and he'll make he's going to start make life miserable for him right now and supposedly he's going to come and take a tour of these theme parks to see what he can do about opening them i heard that on the radio today and um don't hold your breath no i'm not at all and you know there there have been hundreds and thousands of people losing their jobs. I mean, Disney, Disney was always like recession proof. Like people always went to Disneyland regardless. And, and Disney employees, like they always had a job. They're out of jobs now. I mean, Newsom just does not care about people one bit. He comes across like he, he wants to push He's a tyrant. This, this. He is. He's a, absolutely a tyrant. He's a wine winery He's a power- drinking Northern California tyrant. He's a Birkenstock wearing jackass <laughs> tyrant. Uh, it's all about him. He doesn't care about anybody else, but his little inner circle period in his story. You know, California used to be this great golden West, you know, this, this great place to be. It has been run into the ground. You know, how many people are laughing at the state of California laughing. It's just, the people are like, Oh, those Californians. And we continue to take it. We do. It's ridiculous. We keep we electing do. these people. We do. I had a friend at work who's from out of state and he's talking about how great it is to be in California. And I said, Hey man, it's not all it's cracked up to be like trying to, you know, I'd say not to burst your bubble, but he said, I I think it's great. We got our first paycheck. He saw the taxes. He's like, Oh, that's what you mean. I go, yeah, that's what I mean. And what are we paying taxes? We're paying taxes to, (laughs) to feed uh, illegals, to put clothes on their back, to give them free medical where we're having to pay, we're paying for not only us, but three or four other families. Yeah. And, and, and Bill, you've done well for yourself, being a retired police officer and everything. I mean, you, you've seen this a long time and just how, how bad things have gone downhill or mm-hmm. uphill in the case of taxes mm-hmm. and, and just the expenses of things. And what do we do? We just stand in line and we stick out our tongue and we say <laughs> another spoonful of shit, please. <laughs> And we're and and they gladly serve it up to us. Oh man! Well, I, I saw some great rallies over the weekend, and it was you know very very peaceful. The Trump rallies and everything, and I was like, well, there's gonna this will be twisted one way by the media, radical uh, demonstrations or whatever. Uh, there was one unfortunate situation up in Colorado. Um, I don't know how much you looked into a bill or, or whatever, but an NBC News affiliate apparently hired a security guard to go out with them into these 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 rallies protests whatever they're supposed to be peaceful demonstrations just a rally and apparently um that security guard ended up shooting and killing a protester um who approached them there was mason but whatever the case may be um but unfortunately what came out later was that this security guard that was hired by this nbc affiliate was not a licensed security guard. I don't know much about security guards and licensing. What yeah, can you tell you've us about be, that? You've got to be licensed by the state. You have to go through so much training. You've got to, you've got to, and if you're carrying a weapon, you've got to be proficient in the weapon. You've got to take the course, pass the weapons exam, both uh, on paper and both uh, by qualification with that weapon. It's quite a, it's, it's quite a uh, undertaking. So if this guy didn't have that, and NBC knowingly hired him without these credentials and didn't do any background check on him, NBC is going to be out a good deal of money. Perhaps, um, you know, 
Joe Scarborough and some of those assholes that are on MSNBC every morning are going to take a pay cut. Yeah, it says uh, Doloff is not licensed to be a security guard in Denver, according to a spokesman for the city's Department of Excise and Licenses. So that's a very bad situation. There's been a lot of criticism about police shooting, shootings this past year, for four years uh, it's been. But when you bring about a, a security guard that you says is licensed. It's a private citizen with a gun. Th- it's not a even bad, a security guard. That's a bad it's situation. a private citizen with a gun. Yeah. And it's a, it's, that is a bad situation. If what you're saying is true, these are speculations, yeah, of course, I mean, and it's and it's, and of course the press is always right and they're always precise with their reporting. Well, it looks like they screwed up royally here. I I think, <laughs> Bill, you you you're involved in security, you're former law enforcement though, so uh, you know things, all all the things you, you have got to go a, through. You have got a, a a a a huge paper trail of liability here. It's going to go all the way up to the NBC, uh, you know executive producers, the president of NBC is going to bite the bag on. It's going to go all the way to the top. Matthew Doloff, D-O-L-L-O-F, Dolov, uh, two Fs, uh, is the the uh, man uh, being held. Yeah, well, two Fs, he's doubly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so that goes part and parcel with his name. Uh, again, yeah, justified or not to, to to falsify or I don't know. There's there's some issues there, and NBC that affiliate up there in Denver. That was that was unfortunate situation, but overall, I would say it was nice to see there were a lot of rallies. There was a big one in Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. That was cool to well, see. Well, they've had they've had a lot of boat rallies. They've had car rallies, and boy, the, the 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 violence from these things is like you say is just off the charts. I can't believe the hatred of the Trump oh supporters God. out there. I wow. really can't. I mean, you it's, know. I don't know how we're going to survive with with the hatred of the Trump tr- Trump rallies. I, I will say this: I really hope that there's a silent mass majority out there that is going to go vote. I mean, California is a lost cause. I hope every you know, forget California. It's going to be just the same shitholes it is today. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm hoping for the country's sake that we have four more years of Donald Trump. Now, I'll say this: he is not helping himself at all in my opinion with the way he handled his covid-19. No, no, let's let's talk about that. Why what 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 are some of your uh criticisms there? Well, he's, you know, he I just don't see his he his bedside manner is like that of the wicked witch of the west, okay? He's a tough guy, I get it. He's hardcore, I get it. A lot of times that turns even the uh, a staunch Republican off, especially someone who may have lost someone to this disease when he said, don't fear it, don't be afraid of it. Well, that's easy for you, Mr. President. You've got the best drugs given to you in the world. Even if they're not approved by the FDA, you ask for them, you get them. I mean, if you wanted a a, uh, a pig to come and, 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 and piss on you, and if that would that would cure you, it, they'd make sure it, it happened. Okay. My point is, you get everything you need and want. You've been that way for years because you're a rich dude. You don't know what it's like to be in the trenches and have be sick and be laid up, and your family there not being able to go see you, and you die alone. And I I think he needs to me, maybe have a softer side with this now. Is he better than Joe Biden overall to be a president? Absolutely. But he's the lesser of two evils well, at this point in time. Well, let me ask you this. 
okay, the, the leader of the free world got this <clears throat> allegedly very deadly virus, which mm -hmm. 99 has killed 1% of the people who've gotten it. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's 200,000 or whatever mm -hmm. the, the numbers are. Um, what, what should he have said? Because I think by him saying, don't fear this thing. I, I get it too. I, I understand that too, I but I'm putting good, myself, isn't it? I, I'm thinking outside the box. I'm thinking of the man, the people that say, that's fair. The people fair. that say, wow, man, you know, thinking like I just, the, the, the rationale I just gave that not everybody's, not everybody is you, man. Not everybody can wipe their ass with hundred dollar bills and never run out. So you think he got special treatment, special drugs or something? I'm, I'm asking special. Do you think there's a special pill or something he took? Well, the shit they, they gave him, they gave him, they gave him steroids to, 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 to better his immunity. They gave him the, the top of the line shit that hasn't even been approved yet. And I think the commander in chief gets a little <laughs> true. He does. He does. I mean, they've got it. I mean, he get, he had probably the best medical care anybody could get. So my point is that Johnny working man mm -hmm. or Johnny unemployed or Johnny pissed off at this whole thing is sitting there going, wow, you know, look at you. And then he, he's been a brazen with, with, I mean, and I'm, and I'm trying to look at both sides here. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. You know, that the super spreader event at the Rose Garden that day. I mean, you shouldn't be crazy Keith Olbermann about it, saying that they all should be put in prison. That's just ridiculous. But it was pretty, I don't know. I think maybe when you feel like you're un, un, untouchable and you feel like it can't hit you and if you feel like not me, it ain't gonna, it's not going to affect me, you get a little brazen, you get a little brave. And you don't wear your mask and you don't sit six feet apart. Now, the, the, the virus is real. The virus is real. It kills most, 80% of the people that die from it have an underlying condition and they're 80 years or older. 80% of the 1% yes. of people yes. that die from yes. it. Yes. yes. I, I get it. <laughs> but still, we can't just throw them away. We can't just say, well, fuck it. They're, they're the. No, they're of the, course not. But, but <laughs> even if you're, you know. I've seen, I've known some, I've heard of some 40 and 50 year olds that get really sick from it. Because if you've got an underlying condition, if you've got heart problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, be careful, be careful. Do you, do and you, I, I oh, think that that whole event kind of sent the wrong message again, again, I hope they overcome it. Hope, I hope that doesn't damage him to the point where he's not reelected. He, he's going to get reelected because he has friends in Russia that will, that will, that will, that will, that will pad the, the, why do you do this? Come on. They have the know-how. They have the brilliance. Trump has a relationship with Putin. Oh. They have a gentleman's agreement. Hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You get your computer hackers into the voting tabulations in the no, in the key Hillary. in the Hillary in doing the, all this in the keys. Well, it didn't work for that well in the key states. You, you you tap me in in the key swing states. We'll we'll have a great relationship. I'm start calling you Jesse Ventura with all your conspiracy theories. Well, you know, I come mean, on, come, come on, on, Bill. Well, did you hear the latest one? Oh, Did you hear the latest one? Please tell us. That we'll go into next week at nausea. I just started to read it tonight. We don't have time to get into it. So I will whet the, <laughs> the, the uh, appetite of our, of our listeners that the Obama administration and the Bush administration harbored Osama bin Laden in Saudi Arabia and tried to make a safe place for him. And, and when it didn't work and he decided to rebel against that, that's when we decided to put the green light on him.
Interesting. Well, I'll have to hear about that because okay. I think that would be the last place or the, the first, the last place someone would want to hide would be there because no. that's where a lot of, uh, when you, know, you have the assistance of the United States government allegedly doing, doing it for you, you could hide in Riverside, California and blend in. <laughs> so again, I just, I just tipped into that 20 minutes before you came over and we will get into that ad nausea next week. Oh, this would be good. With, with conspiracies, I always, I'm, I'm always intrigued by them. I try to like have an open mind. Do I think mind, that the Do on. I think that the uh, the uh, Twin Towers was a uh, red flag or red whatever the hell they called it event? No, no, those were terrorists flying into buildings. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the United States government being a part of that. No, I don't believe that at all. I, I want to say this. Do one. I believe that Kennedy was killed by a lone assassin? Yes. Lee you do Oswald. after investigating the scene of the crime. I went there. I went there. I've been there twice, and I I retraced it. It is much larger when you see it on TV. Yes, than in person. It's a very there's there's Tight absolutely quarters. no doubt in my mind. A trained marksman like Lee Harvey Oswald could pull that off by himself, and the inept stupidity of the Dallas Police Department to let him walk out of that perimeter. You know what? That was completely amazing. You know what me. I want to do next? Maybe next week or maybe Let's a take the show on the road. Let's go to Dealey Plaza. <laughs> Let's set up shop right behind the, 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 the fence, behind yeah. the grassy knoll. We'll have a guy come in in a, in a, in a convertible <laughs> town car and we'll recreate the whole guy. That'd be fantastic. Thing. That'd be fantastic. I want to do a show of conspiracy theories. Let's take like five, ten, I don't know, mm -hmm. and let's go over them. I think that would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, let's argue for 10 minutes and move on to the next mm -hmm. one. I do want to say this about your President Trump comments. You know, FDR uh, was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he had polio. Yeah, and, you know, there were times where he, he stood for his speeches. Mm -hmm. And I think symbolically it says, hey, I have this, mm -hmm. this situation, but I'm also the President of the United States, and I am I want to – give you guys hope. I want to show that we're going to conquer adversity. I think that's what I took from his comments, Trump's comments about, Hey, don't fear this thing. You know what? It, 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 most people get through it. Look, I got through it. And I know maybe that's a, not the, the example you want to focus on, but I think most people get mm -hmm. through this going away from president Trump. And I think that's what he was trying to say. Now people who hate him are going to run with it. However they want. I think he was, I think he was probably, he has no tender side to him at all. And that, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't want to, I don't want a nice guy as president. Jimmy Carter was a nice guy and we, and people stepped on us. Yeah. Okay. Um, now Bill Clinton was probably the only Democrat I really liked because he didn't <laughs> put up with that. any shit. I can see that. Okay. I like Bill Clinton. I think, I think Joe Biden is a complete buffoon. He's been a, he to me is a penis that, has never gotten hard in its whole life. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Because he just doesn't have it in him to do it. He talks a big game. He's never made, I've, I've never known one Joe Biden decision, either as a Senator or vice president. I don't know of any, what's he done? What's he done besides, besides, you know, fuck up a lot of shit <laughs> and not make decisions. That's where I say he can't get it hard. He, his mind is mush. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He might be a nice guy. But you know what? I don't want a nice guy. Nice guys are the guys that are selling you donuts in a, in a donut shop, okay? 
All right. Those are nice guys. I want an asshole as president. Yeah, Bill, I'm right there with you. Nice I'm right there with you. No nice guys. Come on, okay. man. Nice guys are the guys at the donut shop feeding you donuts. <laughs> Those are nice guys. Well, let's talk about a guy, Bill, that uh, does not think the president is a nice guy. He actually thinks he's a terrorist. Uh, Keith Oberman, who, you know, at one point was an ESPN anchor, Sports Center anchor. Uh, when he stuck to sports, he was okay. But when he got into politics, I mean, he, he's an absolute lunatic. Well, you know, a couple of months ago, he brought up Rob Manfred. What, a, what an egotistical, uh, you know, management-hating, you know, guy is sitting in the back of the room and because and, 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 they went to college together. And, and he was, I thought he was pretty spot on with the Manfred uh, yes, take. I remember that. However, however, he is clearly, clearly delusional with his last rant. And I'll let you, if you will, uh, give bits and pieces. I mean, that. I mean, some of the, you think it's like satire from what he's saying and you're like, Oh, this guy's serious. Like this is what he truly in his head. He thinks, uh, quote, uh, this is on Donald Trump. He and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lee's and the William Barr's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to build it and to rebuild the world Trump has destroyed by turning it over to a virus, as well as calling the president a, a terrorist. I mean, I, I don't know where to start with that. So he's, um, uh, Keith is kind of, he's lost his center point of gravity, I think. Uh, just a bit. Um, if he truly believes that, He's, he's, he's truly delusional and he's true. He truly needs some help. If he's saying it for shock value. Okay, great. I get it. Uh, just like, you know, a lot of people do, they say, they, they talk out their ass and, you know, um, do this and do that. But if he's truly serious, if he truly thinks that can happen, he is out of his goddamn mind. He needs mental help. I mean, I remember when you commented that, that it was a nice interview with, with uh, the MLB com commissioner and everything. Well, no, he did an interview with, he, he was about the commissioner, about the commissioner, yeah. I think with um, his old ESPN partner. Patrick? Uh, yeah. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. yeah. And, and how Dan Patrick can stomach him now is beyond me. <laughs> Cause I think Dan is pretty, pretty, you know, he keeps his cards to yeah, the vest, yeah. you know, with, with his views and everything. Well, that tells me he's a Republican, which I was, which I respect. That tells me I he's do. a Republican and, and, and he probably is. I mean, probably whatever, but that's one thing I always appreciate. Now we're talking on a show. We give our viewpoints and everything, but when people, if they're not going to talk openly about things or be impartial, like they just like, yeah, I, I keep my comments to myself. Like I, I respect that tremendously, you know, Democrat or Republican. I really do. Uh, but Keith Olbermann, he, he's been a lunatic for years. I think he's caused more issues in the country than Trump has. I mean, his, his show, when I saw him go from, from sports to politics, I was like, oh, this guy is not just liberal. He is a left-wing whack job. Speaking of – I got to interrupt here because of the thought sure. came. Speaking of whack jobs, and I, I hate to give the Lakers any praise at all because I'm not a basketball guy Please anymore. Please don't. Okay. Uh, but I saw an interesting article the other day after the Lakers won, and LeVar Ball, remember him? Yes. LeVar Le Ball <laughs> said that the Lakers would never win an NBA championship with 
with LeBron if his son, the one that was traded, yes, which Lon- one, Lonzo, Lonzo wasn't with him. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The Lakers won without Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, Lonzo was working as a door security <laughs> guard at a strip club. And guess where Lavar is? He's the cologne and towel man in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> no, I read that. I, I read that oh, as a comment boy. under where they're at now. That's and I thought funny. that was absolutely precise. Yeah. Mr. Oh, LeVar Ball. I wish we had this show when he was running his mouth. That would have been a lot of fun. I would have liked to have got him on the show. Oh, man. And 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 just stay in your lane. Yeah. Now, well, guess what? Your lane came to an end, pal. Yeah. Your 15 minutes He's is still up. hanging on to his sons. I mean, the, the young one he thinks is going to be all everything, I'm sure. But yeah, that's what, what, what he told the Lakers. He told the Lakers, get LeBron and, and get all three of my sons on the team. You'll yeah. win a championship. Well, here's the deal. The young one is up for a draft now, right? Yes, he's eligible. So that should be a great... Um, uh, way to you know be be a role model drop out of school when you're a sophomore <laughs> supposedly be homeschooled and go play basketball at the rec center and then go to go overseas and play in some yugoslavian league and get your points get your credits so you can c- come and get drafted whatever team drafts him are idiots it's yeah I, he will crash and burn just like that whole family that, that's gonna be bad yeah uh uh, what was the uh, now? What happened to the one that got kicked out of UCLA? What's uh, he doing? I now? think he, he's is probably he working at least... is, he, is he working at uh, 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 Shoe Palace or something? <laughs> Where's probably, he at? He's probably the least talented um, of the three, and so I think that's what a lot of teams they gave him a look. Is he washing cars at the Mission Car Wash? I think so. Okay, I, he's the secondary towel man. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful, the secondary towel man. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness, the ball, ball brothers. Fuck. We could do a what a bust an episode. What a on bust, that. boy! Chino Hills High School. You must be proud. Yeah, Leangelo Ball is. Uh, let's see, he's in the G League. Apparently. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, the the D League, whatever it's called. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, he plays yeah. for the Oklahoma City Blue. Wow. So, good luck. <laughs> good luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> Call your family. Wake the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Call your neighbors, wake your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Lakers. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you this, Bill. If anyone out there wants to check it out, it was the lowest rated NBA Finals probably. Of all. I don't. I don't. You cannot make the argument that there's football going on and no baseball. You no. can't make that argument no. because the games no. are spread out. They there's were only a couple were, days. Where it was conflict. in a. It was a. It was a. It was an NBA men's league this year. <laughs> it was a men's league. It was a camp league. Let's go to the bubble and camp and play basketball with a bunch of like. I don't know, uh, you know, Zoom meeting fans. It was a racial injustice league. Good for them. Yeah, great. Knock yourselves out. Yeah, congrats. I mean, yeah, yeah, have fun. Anyway, Keith Oberman, the NBA. I I don't need either of them in my life. I mean, they're a bunch of lunatics. No, Keith couldn't. Keith hasn't been able to hold a job since he left, uh, you know, KCBS in LA 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, he went to the, uh, the world, he went to the mothership as Dan Patrick calls it. And the mothership landed and left him and let him get off. (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Oberman. The, the, the problem is there's people out there who believe that they they listen to stuff like that. And they're like, Oh yeah, this is great. There's there's people out there. They're going to believe that you can't have more than three family members over your house for fucking (laughs) Thanksgiving too. The same fucking idiots that are going to burn their Turkey outdoors and get (laughs) rained on 
and 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 go, well, we're doing it so we don't get COVID. No, but you're going to get pneumonia, you dumb bastards. Yeah, they'll probably be overrun by homeless or right. something outside. Right, get in the yeah. house, yeah. you stupid fuckers. Don't listen to me. Come on. So stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, uh, the, all these lunatics. I mean, Trevor Noah, John Oliver, uh, Keith Elwoodman is the uh, worst. I goddamn mean, Colbert. Colbert, yeah, him too. He needs to get hit with, he needs, someone needs to hit him with a sledgehammer. Oh, man. Yeah, these guys look annoying and they think that they just have this oh man, I know everything. And and they think they know how the Amer- American they people are, feel. They are egotistical jack-offs <laughs> that, can't, that probably can't put their car in reverse. <laughs> egotistical jack-offs. I, I like that, Bill. Um, well, well, Bill, let's go to somebody you and I both really like. And, you know, I got to say, Coach Mike Leach of Mississippi State, they had a huge win to start the year, a lot of hype. They lost in week two, only scored 14 points against Arkansas, who had not won a, a game in a long time. But, Bill, you know. How many how many points they scored in their third game? Uh, well, in their second game, they scored 14. Mm-hmm. And in their third game, which occurred over the weekend, the, the big, high-powered, air-raid offense that Mike Leach just, you know, flies with these, they scored two points, Bill. Not 22. Okay, so – they made one defensive play in that game, obviously. Yes. They got them the points. Their good. offense got them nothing. Nothing. Zero. KJ Costello was benched during the game. And the team, uh, I don't know what happened, Bill. Have you okay, seen anything like this? No, I, I didn't even know this this happened until you just brought it up because this happened obviously Saturday. Yes. Okay, that was day two of my complete uh I'm out of I'm, I'm completely bent over backwards, frontwards it, with my back situation. So I didn't do anything but work and lay down. So I missed that whole debacle there. And I'm glad I did because I like coach Leach. I really like his style. And for him to get, they beat the national champions first game, defending national champions. And then they played Kentucky. Lost to Arkansas and then lost to Kentucky. I didn't know Kentucky was still fielding a football (laughs) team. I I don't think coach Leach is. And they scored two fucking points. Two. Okay, well, that that's a rudderless ship. Oh man, you, you know what? The season is young, but those are two bad losses, especially this last weekend. And and you and I both love Coach Leach for the way he carries himself and his post. Some of his 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 uh, press conference quotes are to die for. So I and, think he would after a loss like that. I think he would that if nothing if something's going to render him speechless, that would. Well, he wasn't speechless. He he said, uh, you know, and anyone listening out there, if you're bored, look up Mike, Mike Leach postgame comments just in general. Texas Tech, Washington State, he's hilarious. Anyway, here's what he said after this loss, Bill. He said, quote, I think we're going to have to kind of check some of our group and figure out who really wants to play here. Any malcontents, we're going to have to purge a couple of those. End of quote. <laughs> I haven't heard the word malcontent in a long time. Or purge. I think that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Coach, Coach Leach, man. I, I, a lot more than change of the living arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. He means business. I'll right. tell you. I'll tell. Right. Last oh. time, you know, because the last time he checked, he was paying the bills around there. So he's going to put guys where he wants to put them. <laughs> and... You know, I'm, wow. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. And, and again, again, this is a crazy, it's it's year 2020. Anything uh-huh. can happen. Oh, okay? yeah, anything. And for, I mean, it, it, there's so much inconsistency in the world right now. And it's, and it's 
it's trickling down to sports. It really oh, yeah. is. I mean, who would think that the again? It's a, it was the it was a a, a uh, uh, COVID tournament this year in baseball that the Tampa Devil Rays and the Atlanta Braves are most likely going to be in the World Series in a neutral location, mm-hmm. playing in Arlington, Texas, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but, this is crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's and, crazy. And months ago, we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, here we are, months later. It, it is wild and. I mean, what do you foresee in the baseball play? You think the Braves and the Rays advance yes. with these, or will it take a few games? Well, I think um, I think the Rays will close it out pretty quick, um, and I think the Braves will win in five. Five yeah. little gentleman sweep yeah. type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the Dodgers will fight back. I do at least, and they'll push. You know, and here's another thing: Kershaw. Now I know what it is to have a bad back. Yeah, you, okay. you and Kershaw to, okay. together. But you know what? I was fixed in a day, all right, by, <laughs> by modern pitch? medicine. But could you pitch in the NLCS, Bill? Come on, that's that's a little different. Um, how does he let him – I mean, I don't know. What, what, I don't what's, know. His, what's the deal there? I don't know what happened. It is kind of odd, though, that a guy, especially of his caliber, is like, hey, wait a minute, what? It's the biggest you know, game of the year and you're hurt? I mean, yeah, I don't get what, – what is he doing that's making his back hurt? Well, he's he's home in Texas where he's where he lives, and he's got his yeah he's got the old lady in in, in tow with him. So, so maybe she's riding him a little too hard. <laughs> maybe they're going you know reverse cowgirl too much, oh. and he he needs to back it off. Baseball players tend to get weird injuries. We've all known that yeah. over the years. We've seen that. That's yeah. uh, that's interesting. Well, we'll we'll see. I, I do like this whole seven games in a row thing. Just no, get no, it done. No, no, no days breaks. Off. No, yeah. we don't need that. Right. We don't need we don't need. Uh, Coaches or players or or, uh, or umpires, for that matter, in their cells. We need to get out, work the games. And- I do know that um, uh, my buddy Laz Diaz is going to be in the World Series this year. Okay. Talk to him. Laz. I'm letting, letting the cat out of the bag early. <laughs> and I talked to his wife today. She's already in Arlington waiting for him to get out of his bubble in San Diego, where he's staying temporarily, oh, wow. to get to Arlington so they can, uh, they can uh, have a cup of coffee and talk things over mm-hmm. and amongst other things because you know he's been out of the house now for a few months in a bubble she's been in her bubble and they're going to bubble together when they when they're in arlington so that's nice congratulations yes you do bill you should uh i know you're against traveling now but and you can't hang out with the umpires because they're quarantined but you should fly no you should go to the world series in texas no, i want no part of that oh come on no what a year to go for one what am i going to do you could go to the ball what game. am i going to sit in the left field bleachers by myself at a world series game <laughs> and just sit there sure say you did it and watch the Tampa Bay Bandits against the <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Rays against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, uh, Braves. Oh, Come on. Oh, it's late. It's late at night. You oh, know. you poor. And man. I haven't drank tonight. You I haven't. haven't had, no, I have not. No. No. Uh, I don't need to with the kind of pills they gave me. Yeah. No, Trust no me. No kidding. You're still you're still looking good and feeling good. Well, Bill, we've done early mornings with, with some <laughs> coffees. Now we've done some with the coffee and, uh, and everything. And now we've done. And some we can. Coffee. And I can truly say it is Wednesday morning. Absolutely, twelve thirteen. So, uh, this is the are. latest I've been up since, uh, you know, probably since this whole pandemic started. Bill, when we were working baseball together, and oh my god, we the, night, the night was just starting. Just started. Come on, man. You know, you're a young man still. Oh, you, you can play play late. No, come yeah. on. Well, anyway, yeah, it was fun doing it this time of night. <laughs> I don't want to do it again anytime soon. We but, got uh, it, in. dude. You're gonna sleep twelve hours tomorrow. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Do you work tomorrow? I do not. Oh, see, I got to get up and oh, man, I do I not. get to work in 11 hours. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll knock it out. But, Bill, thanks for joining us uh, sure. one more time. Thanks for having me at your place. I know yeah. it's late. Well, um, you know what? Our, our 
your your fans, I should say, demand <laughs> demand Bill Barnes on well, Wednesday. I want more questions. I want more comments. I want you know. I know everybody's busy, but you know what? Take a time out and send me a line or two. Absolutely, yeah. Next week, get those questions in. Next guys. week, we're going to talk about. We're into, and I'm going to read up on it, and uh, we're going to talk about this uh, latest theory that uh, bin Laden was hidden by the Americans. Oh boy, this is going to be, this is a great tease. Yes. For next week, let's get into conspiracies. I'll tell you how full of it you are and give me, uh, give me some information. I will. That'll be fun. Thanks again, Bill. We'll do it again next okay. week. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Thanks for flying the friendly skies. Thank you so much, Mr. Bill Barnes, for recording with us very late on a Tuesday night that spilled into Wednesday morning. Your fans appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm very glad we were able to get an episode out for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in on time, bright and early, for the listeners out there that uh, want to start their mornings off right with some Bill Barnes and some, uh, hopefully, Matt Hersema on the Get Home Safe podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, guys. And Bill Barnes. We'll try to record a little earlier next week, not have to uh, have you in your pajamas again as we record very late on a Tuesday. See what we can do. I think we're better off in the mornings. But anyway, we'll do what we can. We are here for the guests. We're here for the guests. We're here for the listeners. We're here for the fans. We we love getting episodes out for you guys. And I know a lot of you uh, love Wednesdays to hear Mr. Bill Barnes. So let's get it out on a timely manner. We'll do what we can. Thanks again, Bill Barnes. Well, guys, there's no show on Thursday, as you're well aware, with our new format, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mondays being a sports recap day with just me. Wednesdays being the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. And Fridays with a Suds with Studs segment, as well as an interview with a guest. And on this Friday, we've already recorded it. It's ready to go. I'm excited that we're on time. Uh, We're going to be joined by Rebecca Salcedo. Uh, I knew her back in high school as Becky Hetty. And I'm sure some of you who listen to this program will recognize that name uh, more than uh, Mrs. Salcedo. So she's now married, has a wonderful young son, and she's going to talk to me. Well, really, we're going to catch up from our days from high school and uh, college years. Obviously, we ran in the same circles a little bit, uh, but she's going to fill us in on kind of where her journey has taken her. She has a passion for not only motherhood, but for also educating new mothers as well. And she's going to fill us in all about uh, what her new passion is uh, is all about, really, and some of the different things she's done over the past few years. She has experience as a missionary, traveled to multiple countries, and uh, done some really great things. So I'm looking forward to catching up with my very good friend, Becky Hetty, or Rebecca Salcedo, as she now goes by uh, as a married woman, but looking forward to catching up with her. She was one of five girls that was in my senior class uh, at Rio Hondo Prep. Yes, we have very small classes there. Uh, There were 10 boys, five girls. That's just how things were. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. It was very good friendships and relationships with uh, everyone in the class there and just a phenomenal time. So looking forward to you guys hearing the interview with Becky Hetty on Friday. Hope you will join us. Guys, there's plenty of ways to listen to the 
Get Home Safe Podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod, and our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. Our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We love hearing questions or content suggestions or just saying hello. Please send us emails. We would love to hear from you. I know Bill Barnes is itching to get more questions from you guys, and I wouldn't mind answering a few myself. So send those questions in for Bill Barnes. It could be about anything. He's willing to answer or argue or whatever the case is. So send in those questions. I record with Bill uh, on Tuesdays. Generally, sometimes we'll record Monday. So if you get your questions in, uh, probably by the end of the weekend, you should be safe uh, to get those questions out to uh, to Bill Barnes or, or myself. So the new format, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you see something over the weekend, you want to talk about sports or or uh, discuss with me or, or whatever, send those in and, and we'll talk about it definitely on Monday. But if they're Bill Barnes related, we will address them on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, I will try to fill you guys in on Wednesdays who our upcoming guests will be. But if not, be sure to check out our social media platforms. Uh, we try to keep everything updated there with scheduling, upcoming guests, whatever the case is. So you guys know that if you've been listeners to this program for a long time. And if you're new to listening, we appreciate you giving us a, a try, really, and and listening to us. And I hope uh, what we have to say works for you. I know Bill Barnes is not for everybody, but if you've listened this uh, to, to this episode this long, then you kind of know what Bill Barnes is, who he is, and uh, the various topics that he, he, he jumps into and how he does it. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. Always appreciate it. Hope you will join us on Friday as I have a fun conversation with Becky Hetty. Uh, should be a lot of fun. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.